This is the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we unpack, as usual, the big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma, and thanks for joining us. This weekend, the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal holds its provincial conference as part of the build-up to the all-important ANC National Conference in December, which will, among other things, choose a new leader for the organization and, by extension, for the country. On the Politics Weekly this time, therefore, we look at the significance of the weekend conference and also at the key players and factions which are squaring up. Uh, for our conversation, I'm joined by Sunday Times Politics Editor Sponga Gwenkeshoba, as well as Dr. Figile Vilagazi, uh, who teaches public policy and political science in, at UKZN at the University of Guazulu Natal. With immediate effect. When people zone. And I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding. Unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Chaperson. Order, Chaperson. Point of order, ruling party by point of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The ANC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Welcome to the both of you. Let us start with you. Uh, you know, there are provincial conferences and there are provincial conferences. Uh, would you say that the KZN provincial conference is one of the key ones that are happening in the run-up to December? Uh, thank you so much for inviting me, Brian Mike, um, and, and um, greetings uh, to my fellow guests. Um, yeah, Brian Mike, We've always said on, on, on this show that if ever there was going to be any kind of um, of opposition to, to President Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, um, return in December, it will have to come from Wazdu Nadal. If not, then um, it won't be strong enough. Um, that is why this conference is, um, is crucial um, leading up to, to December. But it's not as straightforward as that, Mike, because the the dynamics in KZN are very complex. They are not as straightforward as pro-serial or uh, against serial uh, when it comes to this particular um, conference. Uh, they are con- they are complex in, in in such a manner that um, within different groupings there are differences that have nothing to do with national politics. Um, it's differences that have to do with the local dynamics um, of the province or of the particular regions uh, that are expected to participate in, 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 this, um, in, in, in this conference. So we shouldn't really look at every um, uh, dynamic or development uh, with an eye of the national conference, but some of those dynamics and, and, and developments have to do with um, the local issues, be it um, historical issues between leaders, uh, be it uh, previous contests that took place here, or, or different uh, uh, different plans about how to or different ideas about how to take the, the the province forward. So, yeah, it's a very complicated situation um, that we have here in KZN, but 
it's going to be key to look at whether um, the key people who support the president actually emerge or they get defeated. Without a doubt, um, the president's people in, 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 in other provinces or at national level will be keeping a close eye on what happens in KZN. In terms of the, the stats and numbers, uh, do, do those matter? In, in other words, does it come down to numbers or is, is the, is it, will it be more nuanced from a political point of view? Numbers are very important in, uh, in ANC conferences, Mike. Um, so, as you know, KZN will probably send the biggest delegation to the December conference. Um, so it becomes very, a very important province. Um, that is why there is so much contest taking place. And that is why many national leaders um, are, 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 have a very keen interest in, in the outcome of KZN because it, it numbers will, will, will really count when it comes to the voting in December, if there is any contest. Dr. Vilagazi, but that having been said, uh, one would uh, expect that KZN would want to to work with other provinces to get uh, its program going, whatever is is, is uh, whether uh, uh, from a policy point of view or from the election of of leadership. Um, yeah, I was just saying, Pramik, uh, that KZN is not going to be able to do it by itself. You know, it does need some kind of collaboration from other provinces, um, you know, who share a similar agenda, perhaps with, with them, who share similar political interests. Um, they would certainly not get that support from the Eastern Cape, I, I would imagine, because the Eastern Cape is largely, you know, a base that is supporting uh, the current Honorable President, Usiril Ramaphosa. Um, so they would need to look perhaps at Mpumalanga. They may need to look at, uh, you know, um, perhaps Northwest and, and so on uh, to be able to build up uh, that kind of, of, of support. I mean, there are certain regions within the Eastern Cape that that would probably support KZN. So it's, there's going to be a need to then to do that work of lobbying uh, just within, you know, the different uh, provinces and the different structures and the regions, inter and intra-regional lobbying of varied uh, interests. So is it is not an easy uh, way that KZN, because of numbers that it has here, uh, because of the branches that it has here and the power that it carries within the ANC, that it will just, um, you know, influence December outcomes. And uh, mainly because, Pramike, uh, of, of the developments, you know, that we have been seeing in terms of the changes uh, of, of dynamics, even within the African National Congress itself, as, as my colleague uh, Usbonga Wonge is saying, within within the branches, you know, branches are divided. Branches have got different views. KZN is a province that has been killing its own its own cadres, you know, for positions, for power, for 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 occupation, and for many other reasons. So those divisions are likely also to sort of weaken. Um, its wings as it goes towards the national conference. So it's important to galvanize also within other provinces and other spaces where it can have shared interest. Mm. Okay, we we, we, we know we're talking very, very lightly about divisions and about uh, differences. Um, The the, the differences, is there a level at which, from where you're sitting, where the differences emanate from... Uh, ideology or political beliefs uh, or or policies for the country or for the province or is it about something else completely? <laughs> uh, that's a very interesting question, brother. Um, 
the differences have very little to do with policy. Um, the differences are largely driven by pol- uh, personal interests. So you have different groupings. Um, for instance, let, 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 let me give you an example, Bramite. Um, at the beginning of the year, there were so many factions in case, and maybe I could count about six um, that existed. But that number is shrinking because people are talking and and they agree on 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 the kind of leadership that they want. And then they then they they form one grouping. For instance, um, Ramaphosa's uh, backers have now found a home in the camp that supports the incumbent chairperson, Premier Sekhazekai. So that group, those those groupings have now come together, and now they've formed one solid slate um, that they are they've put together that they will put uh, to contest for positions. But there are there's other groupings. There's a group called the Taliban, which was a group of different um, regional leaders, um, which was led by the by the former mayor of Newcastle. So that that grouping on its own. Uh, Got its own slate, and then there is another grouping which is 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 um, is largely seen as as, as pro Jacob Zuma grouping um, that also has its own slate. So in the past uh, uh, four weeks or so, there's been different um, slates coming out of these different groupings. Um, but we understand that the the, the, the Galala grouping and the and the pro uh, president uh, Ramaphosa grouping have managed to consolidate. What is outstanding now, Pramaik, is for the group that is opposed to Sikhez Zegalala, that does not want him to, to actually um, uh, form its own slate. What you understand is that there, there are many people who want different positions. For instance, the position of chairperson, you have someone like Nomusa Dube challenging for the position. We have someone like Sboniso Dumai just stated um, challenging for the position. You have um, a Devon businessman, um, Sandile, um, also challenging uh, for this particular position. So you, you have those names being thrown out and and, 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 and certain groupings are, are really um, um, failing to reach some kind of a consensus. In in, in, in the same anti-Zigalala grouping for the secretary position, you have um, Begim Dolo, the former regional secretary of the Youth League in the province, who is one of the favorites to take it. And then you have uh, Super Zuma, who is said to be favored by the former president, Jacob Zuma, and also by Zandi Lekumete, is also in line uh, uh, for this position. And there are other people as well for different positions. So, this grouping has been trying to to to, to really um, uh, come up with once consolidated a slate that will take on the pros slate, but it it seems as if those attempts have not yielded any results so far. We understand that even here in Etewini, where this um, event is going to be hosted, um, there was a meeting of the of. Of, 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 of branches yesterday and as well as the leaders of the region. And in that meeting, they failed to come up with one name for chairperson, one name for secretary, and they fought overnight. And we're here that even today, there's going to be attempts to try and put those groupings together. That's where we are, Pramike. There, there are really serious differences about um, the, the kind of leadership that needs to come out here. And to again answer your question, has little to do with policies or the direction that the province should take. Mainly, it's about um, uh, putting the people who will serve other people's interest in those key positions. Mm. Dr. Vilagas, I'd like you to come in here. Can, can you remember a time when 
the ANC in Guazulu Natal was so divided from from the point of view of not even being able to reach a consensus on candidates to field. You know, KZN has always been a divided um, a, a province politically, uh, you know, Bramaik, um, over time. But I mean, if we think about the previous uh, provincial elections, you know, where Osisle Zigalala was appointed, even though there were, you know, divisions that were happening, there were still killings that um, are based on, on, on you know, politics. Osisle Zigalala still was able to get nominated really uncontested. So those divisions were, were not as wide as we see them, you know, as we are heading towards this provincial conference um, in 2016, 2017, um, you know, they were able to sort of sort them out within the branches in some form. But my, 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 my reading is that I think what we are seeing happening now with these more than five slates really emerging um, from, 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 from branches and from regions and from individuals within the ANC, um, I think it's just a different kind of um, of, 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 of the deepening of division that we are seeing this time around, you know. I mean, you know, the, the kinds of decisions we've seen over the past, even before 20, in 2015, even, even before then, were really um, about the positions for money, positions for, for survival, really. And, and I would like to to perhaps say that um, the divisions that we see are not just about, about bread and butter issues, in my view. The radical economic transformation is very, very particular to say we need to transform the economic conditions of our people. And, and you, must, you must look at the ANC then as an employer, as an economic entity that enables members of the ANC themselves, people who are working in branch offices, people who are working in regional offices to sustain their jobs, to sustain their sources of income through the ANC. So it's both bread and butter issues, but I also think there are ideological issues that are that are pushing, you know, some of the divisions that we see. There is hope at an ideological level that if the radical economic transformation perhaps can get as many bodies as possible into positions of power and leadership that then those who need to change their conditions of living, their livelihoods, would also benefit from that ideological standpoint, but also then the, the praxis that emerges from that. Um, so those divisions have always, have always been there. But I think what we are seeing now is really just people who want something different, people who are tired about the manner in which the organization is being is being run, is being is being is being led, um, and and my sense is that I think this is this is uh, the worst kind of division that we have seen over time within the province. Oh, if you were a betting person, I, I I suspect you are not. If you were a betting person, would you would you uh, see Sichezigalala as surviving and and staying on? You know, um, my my reading is that there will be probably contestation between Sichezigalala. No mama unube, right? Um and the reasons um are that the the voter within the African National Congress is really looking for something different now, you know, from the candidates that are being put forward. Sikesigalala, as indicated by Mr. Shoba, really brings a particular kind of leadership within the African National Congress, is pushing the agenda of unity, pushing the agenda of renewal. But 
umama udube ngube also has a particular agenda that is feminist in nature, you know, that is sort of um, gender-based in nature. And people are saying, we just need something new. We need a new ANC. And a new ANC is not just about renewal and unity, but it's also about shaping the strategic direction of the organization. Um, so for that reason, for that kind of tiredness, perhaps Sikhazigalala is really in for a high contest this time around. It may not necessarily be easy for him. Um, but again, I think, you know, for, for, for reasons that have been stated by Mr. Shoba, probably Mr. Zigalala is likely to retain his position simply because the radical economic transformation as much as it is really requiring this, this something new and other people who are individuals who are really like like uzungu who really are bringing something different within the organization are not clearly also articulating what their vision is right um and and that is something that may weaken uh, their support and it may then make Sikhazigalala um, a candidate that would need to be retained because it's clear he is for renewal, he is for, for, for unity. And that's the agenda that is linked to President Usiro Ramaphosa. Yeah, Mr. Shoba, let, let, let me ask you the, the million, the, the million uh, uh, dollar question uh, to use a, 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 an analogy. The, the, can anyone talk a succession, uh, elections, um, a, and and just just put po- political choices in KZN without taking into account, of course, uh, the position of of uh, former President Jacob Zuma. In other words, how much of a factor does he remain? Uh, in the politics of of the ANC in KwaZulu Natal, particularly with this conference, uh, Brad, there's no doubt that um, uh, former President Jacob Zuma still wields some kind of influence uh, over <clears throat> some member, some leaders of the ANC and and members of the ANC. They, they majority of them, they 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 love him. Um, there's no doubt that he 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 does. Um, uh, with some kind of influence. But it seems as if this time around, Bramai, as much as um, the the RET forces, um, they they love him and they respect him, it seems as if his preference are not really um, finding support unless something happens between now and tomorrow. Uh, for an example, um, Super Zuma, the, 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 the man that President Zuma uh, wants to be the provincial secretary of of KwaZulu Natal. Uh, in fact, it, when Tumsen Tulu was elected secretary general, uh, provincial secretary here in this province, we were told that the, the former president was not happy because he wanted Super Zuma, and Super Zuma is back again contesting. And we are told that that's the man he wants to be secretary, provincial secretary, and that is why someone like um, like uh, Zandile Kumete will be pushing for for someone like Super Zuma. But that name in the RT forces, Bramaika can tell you now, is not popular. It's not a name that is um, is getting nominations from branches. Uh, instead, the RET forces, in their majority, we've been told that they've been nominating um, 
the former um, provincial secretary of the UTLIC in this province, Begin Dolo. Uh, and that is the man that they think could challenge Tumsen Nduli for that position, which tells you that as much as President Zuma remains very popular and, they, and people here love him, um, he, 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 his influence in terms of influencing conference outcomes is now... Uh, very much limited, Brahman. Uh, Dr. Villagas, what, what is the attraction, the political attraction of former President Jacob Zuma in the politics of KZN? You know, that's a million-dollar question, Mike. You know, I, I, I do not know. Hey, I think it's just something about our psyche as as a people because you know has drilled this thing also to to the psyche of citizens in the province to say. As we are heading towards the province, it is very critical that we go back and consult with our elders. And she was making particular reference to the former minister Uzulim Kize and, 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 and the former president Jacob Zuma. Um, you know, as if there is really some kind of anointing that needs to come from there. Um, and so, is it, and and that's how dictatorship, uh, you know, disturbs our psyche because the the, the presidency of, of former president Jacob Zuma really has has some traits of dictatorship in it um, i would argue right and 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 it has left this thing in the minds of members of the African national congress in particular that if they need to do anything around leadership around programming around the strategic direction of the organization they would always need to have some kind of anointing from 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 the former president Jacob Zuma as if he is really a some kind of a king you know so there is that cult thing that um that is sitting within within the spirit of the organization within the consciousness of the organization that keeps attracting people to to that kind of leadership um and and i'm not sure what it is but mike i'm also trying to dig into it to say what is this thing that keeps drawing people back into this particular type of leadership there's a certain kind of dependency that is happening um, and in and, and my view, I think it really has got very strong economic elements to it. Um, I really still think that what we are calling radical economic transformation is really that kind of thing that um, is about sustenance of livelihoods, is about sustenance of, of incomes. Because remember, the people we're talking about that are contesting within the African National Congress who've been running the organization are people that have been in exile, are people that really have been in Mkondoesis, have lived in the forests, and the only life they've ever known is really that of being politicians. They've never worked, uh, most of them, for any other organization. So if you then have to lose power through elections um, or, or or through lack of confidence from citizens, it means you go back to the ranks of unemployment and no one wants that kind of fate. So it is important for them then to keep drawing back to the former president Jacob Zuma because he represents that kind of charisma, the charisma that says we will die for the spirit of the ANC. We will die fighting. We are not going to lose. And he appears then as this super political, spiritual being that holds the the network and the consciousness of the organization. And for someone then who doesn't get that anointing from him, it, it, it almost feels like those people um, are not really trusting themselves and are dwindling in terms of how they can take the organization and where they should be taking the organization to. So it's quite a complex issue. Uh, troubling at the same time because it means that even as he is no longer a president of the NC and of the country, there's some holding, um, you know, that that um, 
is sitting within the African National Congress. And I've always asked myself this question, why is it that the African National Congress has never expelled our President Jacob Zuma? Because the constitution of the ANC enables them to do that. You know, given the charges that he's carrying um, against his name, there are enough those charges for the integrity committee to have made that decision to say, you need to leave the ANC because you've put the organization into disrepute. But they haven't done that. And it is that thing, Pramaik, it is that attraction to that kind of leadership. And perhaps because he was really in the intelligence, you know, um, during exile, he was at the center of the intelligence of the African National Congress. So he knows certain things about certain people. And, and those kinds of things, if are revealed, perhaps really could be matter, a matter of life and death for certain cadres within, within, within the ANC. And, 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 you know, I'm suspicious that I could be right. My reading could be right because Ace Mahashule recently with the death of Umama um, Uchesituat said that Jesituat actually has revealed certain secrets that if um, shared in the public could really be the end of the ANC. And my sense is that I think the former president Jacob Zuma holds that kind of intelligence, which is the kind of intelligence that Arthur Fraser has used against U President Honorable Cyril Ramaphosa. You know, so there's certain things that they're sitting with. And I think it is that cult thing. It feels like cult, but I think it is that kind of um, knowing. Everybody knows it is a matter of life and death. You need to get the anointing. You need to get the approval because if you don't, then you just won't be able to exist. There's no way you can lead this organization. It is grounded in that kind of intelligence, which is problematic and toxic. Mr. Shoba, just to round it off for us, Uta Hotela has just mentioned uh, the name of the president, you know, uh, and Arthur Fraser in, 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 a, in a slightly different context. But overall, looking at the state of affairs in, in KZN, as we've just discussed, how much support would you say President Ramaphosa still has or has in KZN? Are there people who support him, who will go out on a limb for him? Or, or is it people who are just uh, waiting to see where the wind blows? Uh, uh, there are people who support the, former, the, the current president in KZN. Um, they, they might not be in the majority, um, but their, their, their leaders are known. For an example, the MEC of Human Settlements in, uh, in, in KZN, um, uh, John Mosbier, is a well-known uh, backer of President Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, you have the former leader of the Lower South Coast, um, um, Zwandile Mkwanaz, very much known to be a pro-Ramaphosa um, uh, leader. You have Tabane Nyawasa in here in Eteguini, who's part of the RAC, um, very much known to be a, a, a pro-Cyril Ramaphosa. So you do have people who support Cyril Ramaphosa. That's why the slate, funny enough, Ramayik, the slate that is backing Sikhezegalale um, in KZN, the other grouping, the opposite grouping, has nicknamed it the, the Angoles. Uh, they are called Ama Angole Amash, um, which is in reference to the president's kettle. Um, so it tells you that um, there is a presence uh, of, of President Ramaphosa's supporters here in this province. Whether they are in majority, remains to be seen. Um, but what I can tell you this prank is that there are people who support Galala, but who don't necessarily support the president. There are people who support Jomosbia and KZN, but who don't necessarily support the president. And, they are, and the other camp, like it, it's vice versa. But those people are in minority. But it, the, the fact that there is a camp here that is called Ama Angole 
it tells you that the president has some kind of support in this province. Okay, sorry, I, I had to stop myself from laughing. Actually, hey, Doctor Villagas, did you ever, <laughs> did you ever hear, did you ever think you'd come to a point where there are factions in the ANC called Ama Angole and uh, and and the Taliban? <laughs> It is the end of the world. It's a yes, new as we know it. Yes, it's the yes. end of the world as we know it, and perhaps the end of the ANC. That should tell you if we've got Ama Ankole uh, within the African Congress and the Taliban, we do no, we no longer have the ANC. The ANC is dead. We have Ama Ankole. Um, that is what we've got, and I think that's the reality. It's a symbolism. It's a it's such, it's such a symbolism that really that is what the ANC has become. Yes. Uh, we are, unfortunately, we've just about run out of time with my guests on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. And we'll wrap it up uh, there for this week. And once more to thank uh, my, my guests. Uh, Dr. Figile Vilagazi, who's a lecturer in public policy and political science at the University of Guazulu-Natal, as well as uh, Sunday Times Politics editor, Bongagwanke Shoba. I thank you very much both for your time and your contribution and your interesting uh, perspectives. Uh, I'm Mike Siluma. Until next time, do stay safe, stay blessed, and let's do good for our country.